What's up, gamers? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back for season two, and we're really leaning into it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh. We, it, it, it's been a bit. It's been it's a been while. A minute. Yeah, we, uh, yeah we, we put a pause, recharged our batteries. We're both going through a lot um life stuff at the times so uh mm. i mean now i think I'm, i think it's i think it's fair to say john wick style i'm thinking we're back uh when he goes yeah i think i'm back remember that i've never seen a john wick movie i like oh. good movies so they're fun no they're fun they're fun no, they're I'm i think the, some of the best action movies we've gotten in a while uh we don't really get really good action movies anymore like well choreographed thought out action Everything's just, mm-hmm. like, really close and shaky. It's that Marvel action. It's all on a green screen. But, uh, yeah, Keanu does, like, all of his own stunts and shit. A real hardcore motherfucker. Uh, very excited for the new Matrix movie. But, anyway, Kenny, yes, it has been a while. What have you been up to since uh, our miniature hiatus in between? Um, so, I didn't fulfill any of the promises we made when we last left. Yeah, naturally. Um, I got further in Yakuza as I've been updating you. I heard. I finally, yeah. I finally met Majima, which is awesome. I feel like I'm really close to Kiryu. I don't know when that happens. Don't tell me. You have about 20 um, hours left, I would say. I could, I could knock that out. Yeah, yeah. you're a gamer girl. Just like get some Mountain Dew, some Doritos, <laughs> stay up all night. Yeah, I don't. My body doesn't have the energy for that anymore. Oh. Um, I've been. I know. <laughs> Personally, as the as the possessor of this body, um. I didn't get Death Stranding Director's Cut, but I did start playing Death Stranding again. Um, I don't know why I didn't do the upgrade, but probably because I'm poor as shit. Weird. Um, yeah. But, like, I... we, so, question then. If you didn't mm. get the new one, but you started playing the base title again, if the new one does end up being on sale soon, are you going to play it? Or are you just going to be like, well, I just replayed it. Like, I, wouldn't you rather I... wait a little longer? Here's the thing. I like Death Stranding. I didn't actually finish the story, so I feel like I still enjoy it and get my money's worth without the extra yeah. content. Um, I heard that like, content's it, really good. I, I hear it is very good, but if it's... Uh, I mean, for Death Stranding, I'm mostly interested in the story stuff, I guess. Like, I mean, the base game has enough for me as far as the gameplay-wise that the story I could just look up if I need to. You know? Hmm. Um... But yeah, also, you know, being poor as shit helped with that decision, so... Naturally, yeah. Well, regardless, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you're playing uh, what is something I consider to be a fantastic game. I know it's a point of contention for a lot of people, but uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love that game, and I can't wait to check it out again, uh, eventually when I get the director's cut, um, even though Kojima hates calling it that. <laughs> but uh, Whatever. yeah, shit, oh, man, I'm... What? Quick side note, did you hear about his studio? Well, oh yeah, they're officially starting to do a film, right? Or film yep. projects? Yeah. About time. Yeah, I know it's something it, it, you, want, you wanted to do, so. It's so obvious. But anyway, Matt, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Well, um, since the last episode, I know a big reason why we haven't recorded was because I was hired. Uh, so actually, yeah, a little bit of backstory here. So originally, I was supposed to be doing uh I was supposed to be selling life insurance for ADP, health and life insurance. Do you remember that a while back? Vaguely. Yeah, so I had to do like all this like training and I had to get all these certifications to sell insurance. And now like it wasn't something I really wanted to do, but the money was good and I figured I'll just do it for a little bit and then get the fuck out of there. I I never want a desk job, you know, or to work for like a big corporation like that, but Mm-hmm. I figured, you know, my dad works for them. I, I got an easy in. Like, let me give it a shot for a little bit, hoard some wealth, and then get the fuck out of there. So 
for like a month and a half, like I'm just glued to my laptop doing all this certification training. Because if you get your certification to sell uh, health, uh, health and life insurance at a, by a certain point, you get like a bonus and all that. So mm. I'm like really pounding away trying to do it. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not retaining any of this. This is all another fucking language to me. Like I hate this. So mm-hmm. for a month and a half, like my eyes bled and I felt it felt like I had a fucking drill in my brain trying to do this shit. So finally, it comes time for my first day. I get all dressed up uh, in my little monkey suit. I go to the office and like I get in there and I see the other people I'm going to be working with. And they all look like South Park characters. They all look like <laughs> like PC principal. And I'm like, what the fuck? All right. So I go up. I see my desk and I'm just like, I have a desk. I have an office. I have a cubicle. What the fuck? I it was abysmal. It was the worst feeling in the world. So already, like, my heart, like, sank to my asshole. Like, I feel like shit. I don't want to be there. It, it, it came time for my first meeting. And I get into the uh, the meeting room. I had to, like, you know, it's like a separate room where I had to, like, pull up mm-hmm. a Zoom call. I'm the first one in the call. And then slowly, all the other people start to, like, chirp in. And I see all their video feeds. And they all look exactly the fucking same. Now, White I'm not people, s- right? Well, yeah, naturally. They're all, like, white, mm-hmm. short haircut, mm-hmm. wearing, like, the same shirt, some fucking, like, blank wall background. And that, mm-hmm. Yeah, look, if, if that's your path in life, if that's if you find joy, contentment, whatever, if that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not for me, though. Because then you see me, I have, like, I'm wearing, like, my gold chains. I have, like, this flashier shirt on, like, my hair is all out. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm just, like, I, I'm, like, oh, shit, like, this is weird. I don't belong here. Then the the mediator for the uh, for the first conference call she was like, all right, like, we're going to go around the chat and everybody uh, just say your name, uh, what school you went to, and uh, let us know a fun fact about yourself. And she goes, Ew. "My, I know, right? And she goes, my fun fact is that one time I rode in a Lamborghini. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. holy shit, that's it. That's that's the pinnacle. That's the top. Like, we've, <laughs> we've reached the ceiling of what I can get out of this, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So everybody, they go, they all go around. And they all say the same fucking thing. You know, my name's so-and-so. I went to this school. And my fun fact, I have a dog. My fun fact, I have a lab. My fun fact, I have a pug. My fun... They all... <laughs> their fun fact is that they just have dogs. And... Big, big NPC energy. Yes, yes. I... At that that moment, at that fucking moment, I knew I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So we ended the chat. You know, we ended the call. I said goodbye. Oh, goodbye. It's gonna be so nice to work with everybody. Let's sell some life insurance. This evil, evil life insurance. Mm-hmm. It's fucking evil. So <laughs> I shut my laptop. I gather my things. I go up to my boss, Nate. I'm like, hey, Nate, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, but this isn't for me. And I would like to tender my resignation. On my first fucking day, I quit. <laughs> I gathered up my shit and I fucking left. So I'm driving home and I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? Like, what am I going to do now? My friend Matt sends me a text out of the fucking blue. He says, hey, do you want to work on a film this weekend? So I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? Two days work, get a couple bucks in my pocket, hold me over, fine. Mm-hmm. I get there. It's uh, for a, a costume PA in the costume department of this film that's shooting in Lancaster. Big, big film, actually. I get there and then like, you know, 20 minutes in, the costume designer asked me, hey, Matt, how do you feel about being our full-time costumes PA? For like a month and a half, two months of work really good pay great hours you know i get food they pay for my gas for two months kenny i didn't have to spend a dime on food or gas i got paid super fucking well it was awesome awesome experience i got to work with some fantastic actors great people it was an amazing experience so also 12 hour days which is why i can't do this (laughs) Um, understandable so yeah so it was uh it was a lot it was a lot and then it ended 
and now I'm here. So that's what I've been hey, up to. <laughs> you under you under NDA? No, production's done. Why? What what movie? Oh, it's called uh, it's called Brave the Dark. It okay. stars uh, it star it's based off a true story. It stars Nicholas Hamilton who played uh, Henry Bowers in It, uh, the bully, the mullet, and it also oh, has okay. um yeah, and also Jared Harris, uh, fantastic, fantastic actor. He was in Chernobyl, just won some awards for that. He's in the Foundation. He's also in uh, one of the Resident Evil movies. He plays uh, uh one of the uh, scientists in that movie. Uh, Benjamin Button. He's been this guy's been everywhere. Uh, fantastic talent genuinely such a nice fucking guy uh very jovial we cracked a lot of jokes together because i i saw the fucker every day uh very very good guy really had a great time working with him and uh yeah no awesome experience uh our dp was super fucking cool he was the director of photography for like home alone and a bunch of other um uh, john hughes films and shit so we had a really good team it was nice working with everybody and uh yeah great experience and now i'm back doing this stupid fucking podcast with you <laughs> But for that chump said, change, though, yeah, I mean, it's like we're said, holding a mug out on the street for people to toss shit in. Like, there you go. Yeah, give us your likes on uh, on uh, SoundCloud or wherever we post these. But uh, video you games, don't even though, know, huh? Uh, no, I, I have no. I, that's not my world. <laughs> but uh, video games, uh, though, I did get my hands on No More Heroes Three, a game I've been excited for that I've mentioned before. Had a fantastic time with it. It's the most video gamey video game I've played in a long fucking time. So mm. much fun. If you do play it, I'll tell you. I'm not going to go like too in-depth with this because I'd like to move on. But um, if you do end up uh, picking up No More Heroes 3, you're going to have a blast. It is so much better when you play with motion controls. That's something I rarely fucking say. But play with motion controls. You really get into it, especially with the uh, the action pieces. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're trying to recharge your uh, <laughs> your, your beam katana. But even just like doing those finishing moves, like it feels great. Okay. It's so much fun. So check that out. And then I also I was I also finally got into Skyrim now that I got it on the Switch and I'm thoroughly addicted. Uh so that's what I've been Again. up to. Oh no, I've never played Skyrim before. Oh really? Oh yeah. shit. No, no. When I... when Skyrim came out back when we were in uh what, like early high school, middle school? I think Somewhere it was a freshman. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when that came out, I remember I, I tried a friend let me borrow it and I tried playing it for five minutes, but I couldn't get past the her- uh the character selection. But uh, no, now that it's on the Switch and it was on sale, uh, which is what I was waiting for, uh, it's a game I'd want to play mobile, you know? So again, RPGs, love them on the Switch. And I'm having a great time with it. I absolutely fucking adore the game. So finally wow. got around to it after all these years. Todd Howard, you, you got me. He wore you down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's pretty much all we got there. Uh, moving forward, though, I know we have a couple topics that we want to get to. Kenny, how do you feel about this multiverses game? Are you familiar? I'm with the Warner Brothers. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Which, which, let's start out with Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl could have been better. Yeah, it you was, know what? It was Good. I'm glad you brought that up first. Yeah. So the the issue, right? You have all you have, with a platform fighter, which is also a um fucking what do you call it? The word where crossover. Everything crossover with crossover things. It's all about the flavor, right? You bring mm-hmm. these characters together because of their flavor. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. And this isn't the fault of Game Mills. Nickelodeon didn't give them the budget for it. Uh, they had yeah. no voice acting for the characters. And no music for the stages that had like anything to do with Nickelodeon. It was all generic Ugh. music. So like you're playing as these characters. Yeah, they really like shot they themselves even... in the foot there. Yeah, they don't say shit. And all you could hear is the sounds of their moves like hitting each other. Like, you know? 
And but multiverses, on the other hand, we have Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yeah. We have Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Uh, yeah. Tara Strong. That's fucking hilarious. Like, that's crazy. Like all of all of the right voice actors for these characters are in. Yeah, which that's something that I know was a big issue with uh, Nickelodeon was that it felt very sterile. It felt like a budget title, mm. um, and it's something mm-hmm. you're spending money on. For multiverses, I, I know a lot of people were worried when they heard it, uh, when they saw that leaked screenshot of all the fighters, and they're thinking, holy shit, it's another Space Jam 2 situation. But uh, no, I, I think that making it free to play is a very smart move for, on their part, um, yes. because it'll get a lot of people like me, like I'm on the fence uh, it's not something I'd spend money on. It's something I'd watch from afar, similar to Smash Bros. But if it's free to play, fuck it, why not? I like the the two and two, uh, like the tag team aspect of it, where you're kind of like helping each other out yes, uh, with your different to abilities. differentiate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that gives it a little extra, uh, a little extra texture there. And then yeah, voice cast, the, the stages, getting um, uh, John DiMaggio back for Jake, a lot of Adventure Time characters, Steven Universe, mm-hmm. and everything. I think they really. They saw where uh, Nickelodeon failed, uh, but then They're again, this game's notes. probably been yeah, this game's probably been in development for a minute, so I doubt they were like, oh yeah, we can do that better. But there, it pretty much takes everything that Nickelodeon game did wrong and seems like it's improving it. There's the promise of more characters in the future. I'm mm-hmm. a big crossover guy, so like, sure, it's gonna be weird seeing Gandalf fighting uh, uh, perfect Cell Shaggy and uh, what was it Ultra Instinct Shaggy, Ultra Instinct, and, yeah, uh, and like you know all these characters, but. Hey, you know what? It's Warner Brothers. They can throw Mortal Kombat characters in there. They can throw like they can do whatever the fuck they want. They have a lot of properties. So I think that's something that could be very unique. Uh, bring a lot of again like the next big uh, uh, crossover fighting game next to Smash Bros. So good on them. Uh, I hope it's fun at least, and uh, at, at the very least, I hope it's fun. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, just just the fact that they're leaning into Shaggy is like the again, meme impressive. Uh-huh. Yeah, just knowing what the fans would want in a situation like that good good on them exactly now uh how do you feel because like i know since it's free to play it's going to probably have a battle pass formula how do you feel about that um i mean with any battle pass uh if it's for cosmetics like costumes that's fine i feel like as long as you can naturally get the more gameplay like things you know if if you get a battle pass and oh you get an exclusive Mm. stage to fight on whatever but uh, yeah. as far as I, I just hope it doesn't do that with characters, because there's also gonna be um, there's like a skill tree looking thing, right? Where you could probably have like your own abilities yeah. and do shit like that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that will probably tie into that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I just I I'd like to unlock characters organically or at least through like an XP kind of system. But we'll see because that's a world I'm not really a part of. I tend to not go in for battle passes or games that even possibly have those. So mm-hmm. it's not really my that's not really my niche. That's not really my zone. As long as it's not loot boxy, really, I guess is the main thing. Where it's like that random generated, like, we don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I give kind of like a free pass for games that are free to play. Like, in Overwatch, it's like, fuck this, dude. I paid for this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in other stuff like, you know, Fortnite, it's like, well, it's free, so, it feels you know. It feels less yucky, yeah. If, if I had to yes. spend $60 on it and there were, you know, uh, loot boxes and all that shit, yeah, I, I definitely feel worse. But I mm. think, yeah, the main issue I would have is that random, that, like, slot machine aspect of, like, am I going to get mm-hmm. something I need for the money I spend or am I going to get something I already have that's, like, common for the money I spend? Um, they put in a lot of fillers, too. 
Yeah. Like yeah, stuff that's, you don't that's care the about. Issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just, I mean, one last thing with this multiverses game, it's not going to be on the Switch, it seems. At least not now. Okay. I, I, have, a, I have a very good uh, quote to make about that. A very good point. Um, okay. I saw this uh, big, big name YouTuber who uh, complained about the game, and it, it, it was like annoying because they were acting all like, oh, I don't actually care about this game. But they said, oh, wow, so put it on every console that Smash players aren't on. And I'm like, well, yeah, marketing-wise, that's kind of the point, you know? Like, if somebody's looking at, you know, the Nintendo Switch, like, okay, I could get Smash Bros. or I could get Multiverses. I'm going to go with Smash Bros. every time. I mean, granted, it is free-to-play, but it's like they... I think they deliberately went with consoles that Smash wasn't on to avoid competition so that people could actually, you know... if If they're on a PS4 or PS5... They don't really have any good platformer options besides Rivals of Ether, but that's another story. But but even then, like now that Smash is done releasing new characters, you'd still think that that fan base is gonna want to fill a hole, so that could I'm... come with multiverses. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I you know we don't work for Nintendo. We don't know if Nintendo said no, we don't want this game. We don't know if the developers of multiverses said we don't want it on the switch and we don't even know if it's one of those things where it'll come later to the switch just because it's a difficult console to work with you know yeah so we really don't know i think it was just like annoying to see him jump to conclusions you know and like yeah exactly and start being like oh i actually don't care about this game that much anyway yeah it's weird up dude yeah it's 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 weird for sure but it's not something i'm going to like put a stamp on i mean look we have a lot of games that people wanted on the Switch that came over later. We have Disco Elysium, you know? Uh, we have a, a couple of titles. Uh, actually, one of them is coming out soon for the Switch, which is uh, 13 Sentinels. That yes, was just announced yes. uh, close. How's that for a fucking segue? We're getting good at this. Uh, yeah, no, 13 Sentinels has been announced for the Switch. I know it's a game that came out uh, last year on a bunch of other consoles and did fairly well mm-hmm. uh, from Atlas being a more niche title. But uh, yeah, it's coming out April 12th in the U.S. on the Switch. And I'm interested. I know very little about it, except that everybody that's ever told me about it has said it's been fucking amazing. And it's Atlas, and I trust Atlas. I I hear the terms best visual novel ever. So cool. That's good. I've been I've been meaning to get into visual novels uh, for a while now. I just don't know where to start. Um, yeah, Dang and Rampa, like, baby. That that's one I've heard too. Those are all on the Switch now. Again, you know, after mm-hmm. a while they get on the Switch. So I'm I'm interested, but uh, yeah, we'll see. If it's mainly, it's a price thing for me for this Thirteen Sentinels game because right now I know yeah. you can get it on sale on the PS4 uh, for like twenty bucks. Uh, if it's on the Switch, odds are it's going to be it's higher because be, yeah, yeah. Um, just, which kind of worries out, yeah. me. It kind of worries me because it's a game I do I would rather play on the Switch. But uh, so what I I did a little bit of digging. I found that it's going to have a physical and digital release. Both releases mm-hmm. are going to have two uh, little uh, pockets of uh, art books, uh, digital art books that come with them. And not only that, okay. uh, they said that the, pr- the, the price in Japan for the Switch is going to be 6,980 yen. They didn't give an official U.S. price, but that roughly translates to $60 U.S. Okay. So I don't think I want to spend $60 on this game on the Switch. 
if you could, I mean, if you have a PlayStation Four and you could just get it for twenty bucks, I know it won't be the mobile like you like it, but yeah, it wouldn't be the preferred. It might end up becoming one of those Disco Elysium or Skyrim situations to where I'm glad it's on the Switch, but I'm just gonna wait until a sale to actually pick it up. I mean, even yeah. Disco Elysium that that's on the Switch now for what forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. It, like it definitely bucks. wasn't sixty. It's not sixty, so, yeah. So we don't know. Again, we don't have an official uh, uh, price that's been announced for this game yet. We'll just have to wait and see. I looked on the uh, eShop to see if they updated the future release section with it. They have not yet mm -hmm. as of this recording, so we'll see. But it looks fantastic. I'm definitely sold. I'm interested. It's just a matter of when for me. You don't, You didn't have another segue planned, huh? Oh, I was waiting to see if you had something else. I do have oh. another segue planned. Oh, no, I yeah. appreciate that. You know, like, yeah, let's just segue it up because I actually have nothing else to say. It just looks like a good game, so. Okay. So you want you want a good segue? Well, I'm just saying that uh, it's always good to see more Atlas games on the Switch, just like Shin Megami Tensai V, which Yo, is an Atlas title good. that was, yeah, there you go. That's an exclusive title for the Switch that was announced uh, a little bit before the Switch came out even. It's finally out now after all these years. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it any good? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm playing it right now. Kenny, do you have any interest in this fucking game? <laughs> nope. I, I, I've learned about myself that I shouldn't just keep buying long-term RPGs that I'll never play. Yeah, luckily so. this one, this one, um, so a lot of people, uh, a lot of Shimigami Tensai fans will uh, chop mm. your nuts off if you compare it to Persona. But I'm gonna compare it right. to Persona just this once, just this once. Um, I it's... love... I loved my time with Persona. I had a great time with it. Mm -hmm. I have yet to finish it. I likely never will unless Royal comes out on the Switch, which it likely won't at this point. But one thing that Persona does different than this title is that there is so much side content to do that you really mm -hmm. get lost talking to people, building up your uh, your uh, alliances with people, your connections. It's um, half the game, yeah. Yeah, and so I end up getting uh, really lost in that, and then the plot itself kind of falls by the wayside, or like the progression of the mm -hmm. story. Uh, with Shimagami Tensai Five, something I really like about it is that it is very focused on the story and linear progression, but there is a lot of exploration. It's a very open game. You're just not spending a lot of time talking to your buddies, going on dates to the movies, playing mini games. There's none of that in this, which is what I appreciate mm -hmm. because I don't got time for that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's a relatively short experience uh, when you look at it in that light. Uh, right now, I think I have uh, 30 hours into it, and I'm nearing the final part. Like, cause it's about four wow. parts mostly, and I'm nearing the final part. And I'm, I'm getting the most out of it. I'm doing a lot of the side stuff. I'm going around. I'm having a great time with it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so if you want a very Persona-y experience, don't look at Shimagami Tensai. Very different games. Uh, similar combat, similar characters as far as a lot of the demons go. Uh, that's about it so there you go uh, um it's kind of always been like that though honestly like uh i remember playing uh shin megami tensai devil summoner i was like mm -hmm. oh there's no high school there's no dating it's just like straight up grab your monsters and fight you know yeah which is what i'm totally okay with at this point uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to this game so yeah i mean i kind of picked it up just because i was looking for a new rpg to play i finished i've long finished yakuza like a dragon which i i think i'm just gonna say that's my favorite rpg of all time I, I love wow, that game. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite RPG of all time. It's perfect. Um, odds are I'll likely start playing it eventually again um, with my partner if they want to check it out. But uh, I'm excited because hopefully next year we'll be seeing a sequel to it. So we'll see. But uh, back to Shimagami Tensai Five. 
I've the only mm-hmm. other game I've played in the Shimigami Tensei like true core series was four on the 3DS. I played a little bit, didn't really get all that into it. I thought it was cool, but it's one of those games that like I put it down and forget about it and never go back to. You know, uh, you, you luckily, know what I found out about that game actually. Sorry to interrupt. Well, Apparently okay. 4 was really hard, like, as far as the Shin Megami Tensei series stands. So if you bounce oh, yeah. off of it, totally understandable. Like, yeah. it's too I much. That. And, like, I, I was, it was also at a time where, like, I didn't really comprehend RPGs that well. So, mm. like, to me, like, I was like, why is this boss so hard when all I had to do is think, okay, this is its weakness. If I get this person in my team and I bump this stat up, I can defeat them, which is something I know now as an adult that I'm taking with me to Shimagami Tensai 5. Um and yeah, that's that's one thing about the game too. When you really figure out a boss cuz I'm playing it on casual difficulty and uh it's a very hard game to begin with. So like normal, hard, those are already like bumped up to be extra difficult. Uh so mm-hmm. casual is more or less the normal uh of this and I'm still finding parts that kind of fuck me up a bit. Uh but in good ways cuz I'll get fucked up by a boss and then think to myself, okay, I know what to do now. I know how to change mm-hmm. my roster. I know how to bump my character stats up. And it feels very satisfying kicking their ass <laughs> once you figure all that out. But uh, right. yeah, you know, it's a beautiful game. Um, odds are there's going to be a definitive edition as Atlas likes to do that's going to be released on other consoles. I There's no way this game's going to stay on the Switch because I'll tell you right now, this poor fucking Switch is dying <laughs> while it's playing this game trying to run this game i feel bad for it i feel bad for this piece of inanimate technology uh it's in pain constantly trying to play this game uh the frame it looks good but the frame rate gets fucked up so much especially by the third map of the game it gets so fucking bogged down it gets so slow and it's kind of unplayable at points uh which really bothered me but aside from that though it's doesn't really take away by uh, uh, from most of the fun I'm having. It's just very irritating. So hopefully we do get a definitive edition that fixes some of those issues, uh, especially if there is a future Switch model that can handle a better uh, a better version of the game. But mm-hmm. man, not only that, that third map is kind of where the game starts to peter off for me a bit because oh, it's really? so the map itself gets very convoluted and I, you just have no idea where the fuck to go. So most of my hours spent in this game are just trying to figure out where the fuck to go. And I really don't want to look it up online. So mm. it's as much fun as I've been having, it's starting to lose me a bit. It's starting to lose me a bit. Cause I just got done with this stupid dungeon. And I just, it, uh, that kind of stuff. I just want to get back to like the overworld, the plot stuff, which I am now. Cause I just defeated that dungeon, but we'll see. I'm okay. probably going to stick it out to the end. I'm almost done with it, but Oh boy. That shit gets dull real fucking quick for me. Whereas in Yakuza Like a Dragon, there's so much variety that you can do. You can do a kart racing minigame. You can do, you know, all these other side things, which granted different series. But I feel like if I ever got tired with the main gameplay loop in Yakuza Like a Dragon, I can go and play a game of Mahjong. I can go and Mm -hmm. check out an arcade or do other things. There's so much that you can distract yourself with in a way that... By the time you get back to the main gameplay loop, the actual RPG stuff, the story, you feel refreshed enough to where you're ready to jump back into it. And you're not like worn down by the same repetitiveness of that game, which is what mm-hmm. Shimagami Tensai is doing for me right now. Either way, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll likely finish it by the next episode. All right, rant over. <laughs> that, that, that's a bold statement. We'll hold you to it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we'll see uh, whenever the next episode is. Hmm. 
So the main thing that we want to talk about for this episode, the big, uh, the big meaty section here, uh, would be some game awards that are coming up. Uh, it's that time of season. So we are going to jump into the biggest game awards ceremony of the year. And naturally, Kenny, that is the Golden Joysticks. Oh. <laughs> what, you thought right. I was going to say something else? No, no sorry. Wait, I mean, what let else me, is let, there? Let, let me just console my friend Jeff here real quick. Like, it's okay. Aww. Jeff, it's Jeff. It's No, yours are fine. Like. They Jeff's just don't really matter. He's going to be fine. They don't matter. They don't matter. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. In, all, se- in all seriousness, uh, yeah, so it is that time of year again where uh, these corporations like to rank and give awards to games for some reason. So, Which are basically sh- uh, trailer showcases, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, they're just That's they're, they're, they're selling more copies of their game is what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's still fun. It's like, it's like the Oscars. Um, if the game awards are the Oscars... The Golden Joystick Awards are the Emmys. Uh, such a bad experience. Did you watch any of the uh, Golden Joysticks? No. Wait, wait, are you saying the Golden Joysticks are bad? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I haven't watched it. Lay it on me. I found out the day of that the Golden Joysticks were on, so I figured I've nothing better to do. Let me watch it, and uh, we can squeeze a little bit of content out of there. So just to kind of run through the entire golden joystick experience first off they hired two zero charisma motherfuckers off the street to host this shit oh my god it was just these like middle-aged this like middle-aged couple on like zoom the whole time it was so embarrassing so if you want to see some cringe i guess look at some of the highlights there very scripted it's very scripted they're they're like it'll go to one of the winners on a zoom call and they'll be like oh my god like i had no idea like i thought this <laughs> I, I thought this was pre-recorded this is live and then it'll immediately cut to like another part of their call where they're accepting the award so it's it's so it's such bullshit but they all are but um there were uh, a good chunk of game announcements that i would like to go over uh martha is dead looks awful men of war generic war game Team 17 montage of games that they're releasing that don't look all that exciting. Uh, another uh, generic war game, which looks very cool. Uh, there's another game that's called Wronged Us. Uh, it's a Silent Hill Dark Souls game that they said it, they said it was. Um, it looks like a PS2 game. It looks terrible. Uh, war Mongrels looks very dull and generic. All these games look like shit. But there was one game that actually caught my attention and looks fantastic. I'm very excited for it. It's called The Invincible. Have you heard of this one? No. They uh, they released a trailer a little bit beforehand, but they actually like went in-depth to talk about the game at the awards. Uh, it's based off an old sci-fi novel. It's for a lot of people that worked for like CD Projekt Red. Uh, do, you know, a lot of their developers that left the co- uh, the company are working on mm-hmm. this game. So at least they know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to world building. Because it does seem like it has a really good idea of its time period. Very retro futuristic. A lot of analog. Nothing's digital. Very clicky and tactile. Um, and it just looks like a fun story based adventure game that I'm really interested in. It's coming out in 2020, tw- uh, 2022. They're not given any more details than that because they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot with a release date. But if you're listening, Kenny, you too, check out The Invincible. I think it looks fucking awesome. Okay. Very excited. No idea what it's for. But uh, yeah, aside from that, though, they did uh, run through a couple awards that they got. Sometimes this can be fun to kind of get an idea of where the big award show of the year could go with their winners. So we mm-hmm. have like, per, you know, best performance. Uh, the both act, you know, both characters from Deathloop. Uh, Lady Dimitrescu, who actually won, 
uh, so good for her. And then you have like uh, Elijah Wood from Psychonauts too, whatever. So Lady Dimitrescu, oh, holy good shit. for her. Yeah, that's Elijah I know, right? Wood, huh? Elijah, oh yeah, Elijah Wood was in uh, Psychonauts. Uh, he played one of the characters, I, I guess. I, I haven't played it. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, Elijah Wood does he... everything. He's a fucking weirdo. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. he was even he, he was even in Red versus Blue that one time, actually. Not surprised. He's a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Best storytelling, Psychonauts two, uh, twelve minutes, a bunch of games I never heard of, and the award goes to Life is Strange. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, it was a cool care. start, but I haven't heard like, much about that. So it so it sounds like there wasn't really anything important in this award show, which is no, a weird because, like theme we're gonna continue with. Yeah, well, it, it's a bunch of shit that you can kind of expect. Best multiplayer, it takes two one. Uh, that's cool, best, actually. Yeah, which yeah. I think that's gonna be a theme that we'll see. It'll likely win for multiplayer uh, for the hmm. uh, game awards and all that. But we have best audio went to Resident Evil Eight, which I'm okay with. Um, then we have best visual design. Psychonauts 2, a bunch of fucking shit. Hitman 3 was nominated for Best Visual Design, even though it's the same as the last two titles. Hmm. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 and Artful Escape look hideous. I don't know how they were nominated, but Ratchet and Clank ended up winning. Damn. Yeah, Game Expansions, Ghost of Tsushima won. Uh, there's a bunch of crap. I think Mario plus Bowser's Fury should have won for Best Game yeah. Expansion because Bowser's Fury, Fury was a really good uh, little section there. Uh, now we're going to get into some of the weirder shit. Uh, so we have Best Gaming Hardware. Uh, the NVIDIA GeForce that no one can get their hands on, the PS5 mm-hmm. that no one can get their hands on, the Series uh-huh, uh-huh. X and Series S were separately nominated. No one can get their hands on. OLED model, no one can get their hands on. And then, I don't know what the fuck this is. Something PC-related, I'd assume. But it's the WD Black Numbers something NVMe SSD. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, the PS5 the... won. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the, the and it kind of just keeps going from there. It, there's the still playing award, which is fucking weird. GTA Online, Apex Legends, Call of Duty. There's a, so many nominations for this, but like no Among mm. Us, no Pokemon Go, no Fall Guys, which is weird. But um, Final Fantasy 14 won, bizarre. PC Game of the Year, no one gives that's a bad. shit. It's weird. Like PC Game of the Year, Hitman Three won, but that's also on consoles. And then there's Best Nintendo Game of the Year. Monster Hunter Rise was nominated. But that's on PC as well. Same thing with Bravely Default 2. Neo The World Ends With You is on like PS4 and Xbox. Metroid ended up winning. But okay, good. Weird, weird, weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, it kind of keeps going on from there. Now, my favorite is by the end, they start doing the Of All Time Awards, okay. which, is so, which is always great. Uh, so they have the Ultimate Game of the Year which is an awful name. Uh, and they kind of like went in like descending order. So they here, this, these are the uh, ultimate games of the year. It okay. Takes Two, Rift Apart, Metroid Dread, Mass Effect, which is a remake, and Resident Evil 8. So, t- so Resident Evil 8 is the ultimate game of the year. Now, mm-hmm. best gaming hardware of all time. Are you ready for this? Not, not not really, but hit me anyway. So it, we're in, in ascending order. We're going PS1, mm-hmm. PS4, Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. PS2, and the old, the best gaming hardware of all time, PC. It's pretty epic. That's such a wide like range, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. PC could mean anything, you know? Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Um huh. I mean, I I do my taxes on my PC. I don't know. I don't remember the line from the commercial. I'm sorry. I was trying to think of what Justin Long said. 
I don't know anyway. But now right. here's here's the last. I I, I fucking hate talking about this. Uh, so here's the last thing I want to go over, which is fucking hilarious. This is the ultimate game of all time. And in parentheses in my notes, I have I want to die. Uh, so that's just, that's how I was feeling <laughs> okay. at the time. Uh, again, ascending order, starting from worst to best. We have Minecraft as the ultimate game of all time, number five. Fair. Fair. Uh, then ab- just above Minecraft, we have Half Life Two. Then okay, just people above. Like that. People like that game, yeah. I've, I've never mm. played it. Just above that, we have Breath of the Wild for ultimate game of all time. Just above okay. Breath of the Wild, I mean, it's good. It's yeah. It's I would say it's definitely a, a watershed game that's influ- that's still influencing every single fucking video game that we have. Uh, I watched mm. a review for Shimagami Tensai Five, and somebody said it's the Breath of the Wild of Shimagami Tensai games. Oh my god! Whatever the fuck. The, that the game means. reviewers always need these trigger words to be like, just, just. Judge the game by its own merits. But anyway, continue. All right. Are you ready now for the ultimate game of all time? Number one ultimate game of all time. According that, that to was all. And now awards. we're going. Now, this is, now this is we, we, we've been going up the ladder. There's only been there's only five ultimate games. The most ultimate okay. game of all of them. Dark Souls. I mean, it's good. It has its flaws. I mean, I can't be mad at that. I like Dark Souls, but it started its own subgenre. But so do many games, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why isn't Resident Evil we... Four on this list? Where's Metal Gear Solid Three? Yeah. How do we judge that? Who, Where's who's Tetris? Deciding these things. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Who's Te- deciding Te- these things? Tetris is immortal. Tetris is forever. Honestly. Tetris should have been number yeah. one, in my opinion. Minesweeper. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> amazing game design. They really knocked it out of the park with that one. Broke the mold. Yeah. It's it's the most epic game. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's the gold, the golden joysticks. I fucking hate it. All right. I'm done talking about the golden joysticks. Um, now let's okay. move on to really what, what we would like to talk about, and that's going to be the uh, 2021 nominees for the Game Awards. Kenny, happy, I know happy this is anniversary. Favorite. Happy anniversary. We're back. Um, all right, so we're going to skip a lot of these because we don't give a fuck about esports or content creator of the. Let's see. Actually, let's see who's up for uh, content creator of the year. I, I only have, knew one, and that's because of the cringe. Well, yeah. So I don't I don't know any of these people. We have Ibai, uh, Grefig, Gauls, Fosli, and Dream. I I only know Dream because Donkey mentioned Dream once. Right. I don't know. I don't know any of these fucking people. So yeah, that's who, that's about who decides this. Also, Jeff Keeley. Oh fucking Jeff. He's yeah, he's the one that decides all this shit. Um, all right, so do you uh, do you have it pulled up on your end? Uh, I yes, let's say I do. Well, I was I gonna was say I, I'll I'll hand it over to you. You can you can take it from here and go over the, right. the nominees. Right, I'm on it. I'm on the I'll nominees. Let, I'll let you I'll let you do the legwork on this one. Yeah, I got the legwork. It's all done. It's all good. I'm on it. Uh, one hundred percent. I definitely wasn't texting during the show because that would be Real- wild. This is real yeah. good uh, co-host material right here. Let's start. So we're skipping the esports. Let's start with the most anticipated game. Let's just get that out of the way with. Uh, okay. So we have, yeah, let's get that out of the way. We have Elden Ring, Bear, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West. The, and this just says, it's funny, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. No title yet. And no Starfield. Title. Okay. What what's, you your, what's your pick? What's your pick? You go first. Elden Ring, obviously. Obviously, obviously. Really? Yep. I'm not surprised. It looks hype. 
It looks great. For you, I'm not surprised. For you, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, Elden Ring, it looks great. I'm definitely going to be playing it. Uh, but personally, I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok. That's just what I'm excited for. I haven't touched God of War 4 yet, so maybe once I, I do, it. I'll change my mind. Yeah? I love it. I, I love that last game, and I, I really want to see this. I love a fat Thor. So You, you love to see excited. a fat Thor. I love to see a fat Thor. I do really love a fat Thor. All right, Kenny, what do we got next? All right, so best debut indie, which I haven't actually. I only know Forgotten City actually. Uh, so oh really? We have, the art, we have the Artful Escape, Forbidden City, Kina, uh, or is it Xena, uh, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. Well, real quick, uh, it's the Forgotten City. What did I say? You said the Forbidden City. Well, potato, potato. Forget yeah, forbidden, whatever. forgotten, whatever. Um, so this is a weird one because uh i have not played any of these uh valheim i know we talked about how weird that game was uh on a previous uh, uh episode what Huge. the fuck is the what is the artful escape because i've been seeing a lot of this game recently and it looks really bad it's uh it's part apparently one of the best indie debuts seems debuts. like it yep. um kina bridges uh bridges spies or uh, bridges spirits looks really dull that looks hey. incredibly boring we're doing so good, by the way. Yeah. I just well, like no, it looks very, it looks so up. fucking boring. Have you seen any of the, the the trailers or gameplay for this game? It looks so fucking. No, boring. no. It's got no maybe, spice. Maybe we just can't do indies anymore. I mean, if these are the indie debuts, maybe it's just not for us anymore. You know. Well, I mean, what else even came out this year as far as indies? Like, what would you consider indie debut? Like, no. like what? Well, I don't know. But, I wouldn't consider anything Devolver indie anymore, honestly, because like no, they've grown, yeah. they've grown. So yeah, they used to be the indie like take every reward, you know. Yeah, I do think. Uh, so my vote, I, I I did vote on this just because I looked up uh, Sable, and that game looks mm -hmm. cool. Uh, mm -hmm. and at least looks unique. It reminds me of a, a Mobius comic, who's a great uh French, a deceased French artist who did the Inkle and Silver Surfer and all that shit. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I put my vote in for that just because it visually it looks like the most appealing game out of all of these. Fair enough. Let's move on. I, uh, so we have the best multiplayer. Well, this is great blood. because I don't play multiplayer games. So you won't have any horse in this race. No, but I did vote. <laughs> Interesting. You voted without knowledge of the subject. Yeah, I, I huh. tend to do that. Yeah. Um. Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. New World is shitting the fucking bed, by the way. Did you hear about this? Yeah, it's an Amazon the game. I think it's only nominated because it's an Amazon game, and they probably paid a lot of money to get advertising to get it nominated. And the economy in it got so fucked up that they actually had to shut out all economy. No trading between players or anything like that. Wow. They had to shut it down. Yep. That's great. Yep, yep. yep. I hope Amazon never makes another fucking game. Stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, for this, I guess it would be It Takes Two. Yeah, that's yeah. what I voted for. Um, I just, I, I want to see that game win. Yeah. I just, I want, I want to see it do guy. well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like you can tell they, they, the creators gave a shit. It's kind of yep. like the more idealized version of a way out because they, I know that game didn't do that well, but the creators were like, hey, like we still like this idea of like this like co-op story driven thing. I feel like, yeah, from what I've seen of It Takes Two, it looks like a lot of fun. So um, may maybe I will eventually play it. Uh, but from what I've seen, it looks great. And I kind of just want it to win. So there we go. That's fair. You know, honestly, like, A Way Out, though, still made it to the awards last year. So that's good. 
yeah also too like what other games you know you still gotta not you still gotta have nominations and it's a yeah. it's an it's a unique multiplayer game whether it's good you know considered like perfect or great or not so to see them build off of what they've done there and make something people genuinely like and that's genuinely doing well is uh kind of exciting and it's it's always good to see even though it's made by Evil EA, but they're not the most evil company. We'll address well, that later. They just published it, right? They just published right, it. They right? just published it. Yeah, yeah, something um, like that. Skipping a few, we don't have a horse in the race for racing sports. We don't nah. have a horse in the race for sim strategy. Don't care. Um, so best family game, we have it takes two again. Uh, Mario Party Superstars, new Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Okay. Uh, the Nintendo Awards are going pretty strong, it seems. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, that's four out of five for Nintendo. Yeah, good for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mario Party Superstars, I played a little bit of that earlier, and it's just, it's familiar, and that's what people want out of Mario Party, so it kind of succeeds, but it's not really doing anything incredibly new. Uh, new Pokemon Snap was very boring. Uh, I played a little bit of that because I was excited, okay. and didn't really do much uh, for me. That's... Good to know. I thought I was crazy. I kind of bounced off of it too. Yeah, I, I, I got, I backed out of that real quick. Uh, WarioWare. I played the demo and I had a great time with it. Eventually, I will pick it up. But my vote personally for this one is, my, and like I know I mentioned, I want to see it takes two, take it all. But um, that's not really a family game. Yeah, it's a, it's a two it's, people experience. It's like a couples game. It, like, it's yeah. kind of intended for like people that are like dating to play it mm -hmm. you know so it's weird that they consider that a family game but uh no i i, I think uh mario 3d world and Wait. bowser's fury was a good pick for me you don't date your family no i give oh, a little okay. kiss on the cheek it's the closest i'll get oh right 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 that's fair you know actually like i might like have more to say about this category if like i actually had people over to play these games like i'm yeah. not i know mario party and like warrior wear are online but i don't know i you know it's weird to do it online. It seems like a game you kind of gather everybody out in the house and play. So Mario Party is best played with a room full of people. I, I can't yeah. imagine it'd be all that fun playing online. That's half the fun is like being next to the person and like getting that feeding off that energy. Um, Smacking the yeah. controller out of their hands for the mini games. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. One time I, I cracked controller over my brother's head when we were playing James? Mario Tennis. Yeah. That's fucked up. I, I smashed him with a controller. But uh, right. it's fine, because I ended up winning anyway. But yeah, no, Mario Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury, that's my Stone Cold uh, Lock of the Week, because I, th I thought that the 3D World was a great um, upscaling and uh, mm -hmm. fix of the Wii U version no one played, and Bowser's Fury was just incredible, and I have a feeling that's going to be the next step in 3D Mario, and this was kind of like a little tester of it. Okay, that's good to hear. And it's good, it's good to hear things being saved from the Wii U, so... So yeah, next, that's always nice. That's always yeah. nice. So next, uh, speaking of uh, smashing controllers over people's heads, we have best fighting game. By the way, every fucking year, they put some sort of 3D anime arena fighter in this category. Why do they keep bothering with that? There's been better games that came out this year. But anyway, yeah, I, I think the winner should, of this should be obvious. So we have Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, which is a re-release. It was a really shitty port. The online netcode is bad. We have Nickelodeon okay. All-Stars Brawl, which we already mentioned. You already know how we feel about that. Um, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. Uh, why is that there? That game looks so fucking there? boring. It looks so empty. It, and it I is, like and you series. press the same buttons. 
it's yeah, it's I Naruto like series, Ultimate but, Ninja oh. Storm Four, so lame. So then we also have Melty Blood Type Lumina, which nobody expected to come back. This was the kind, this was the game that at Evo tournaments, uh, you'd see people playing Melty Blood Type Lumina set up in the bathroom. That's where the dirty, <laughs> that's where the dirty Melty Blood players go. Oh no, they have it like set up on a urinal. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then Guilty Gear Strive. Okay. I think Can Virtua he... Fighter might win this one though. Uh, just for okay. you, I voted for Guilty Gear Strive. I, I mean, I don't think you had to do that for me. I don't even, like, there's no contest here. There's no contest. Yeah. Well, I know you're a fan, so I figured I'd help you out a bit. Oh my god, I didn't, alright, so, sorry, moving on. I didn't even see the nominees for this category yet. What is Best it? Best role-playing game. Okay, what do we got? Let me do a fun little thing. I'll order them from what I think is best, so you'll know what I want right off the bat, to the worst. Okay. So we have... Shin Megami Tensei Five, cool. uh, Tales, That's my vote, Tales by of the Ar- way. of course, of course, Tales of Arise, Monster Hunter Rise, okay. Scarlet Nexus, okay. and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Outrageous, outrageous! There's a good game the, hidden in there somewhere, but we won't see it for another ten years. <laughs> the gall! So my brother actually That's like balls. played a working version of the game, and he said it's mediocre at best. After yeah. all that hype, it's mediocre at best when it's actually playable. At worst, it will destroy your console. That's allegedly. Actually, yeah. Well, I remember back in one of our earlier episodes, I it would always, always, always crash on me. It would always give me that blue screen. How, how are you here? You don't work. Like. Yeah, it's it's that's madness. Uh, if Cyberpunk ends up winning, I'm gonna laugh my fucking cock off. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, kiss it goodbye. Um, yep. But no, I voted for Shimagami Tensai. That's the the one I'm having the most fun with on that list. The only one I've played. Good, it deserves it. Um, best action adventure. We have Psychonauts. Real quick, too. real quick, real quick. Oh, before yeah. you go on, before you go on, very weird because there's best action adventure and then there's best action game. Really? Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. That's weird. Exactly. Exactly. We'll we'll call so this here. best adventure game. Well, how about this? You. You you keep open uh, best action adventure. I'll open up best action game, and then we'll just compare and see how they uh, see how they look. Okay. So you right. go first. So Resident Evil Village, okay. um, R- Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Psychonauts Two, Metroid Dread, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So what cool. do you got? Metroid Dread, but I really enjoyed Resident Evil Village still. So I meant. I meant on your uh, action list. Oh yeah. Um. So this is just action game. There's now keep in mind there's no adventure in any of these games. It's just action. There's no adventure whatsoever. So back for like blood. a regular John Wick. So yeah. So this is back for blood. No adventure in that game. Chivalry mm-hmm. two. No adventure. Death Loop. You're mm-hmm. not on an adventure in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Returnal. Your mm-hmm. character not on an adventure. You're just in a, in an arena shooting things until you put the controller down. And Far Cry Six again, no adventure, um, anything in that game. You're you're not doing yeah. anything that even like makes you think about going on an adventure. If, I voted if you for think you're on, <laughs> If you think you're on an adventure, you're thinking too hard about this. Yeah, you're you're thinking you must be thinking about Metroid Dread. Yes, because that game is more of an adventure than <laughs> Death Loop. I guess I that's so fucking stupid. What a stupid fucking category. But um, no, I voted what? for Metroid Dread for the last one, but I do like Resident Evil a lot. Okay, that's fair. I, I would almost vote for Deathloop because I hear it was like the gameplay loop was amazing. Um, yeah. I will say, as far as action-adventure, I will give you credit. I hear good things about Guardians of the Galaxy. I may have judged it too quickly. 
and I might eventually pick it up. Cool. I mean, there's it's on like a crazy sale right now on PSN. It's like thirty five bucks. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like almost half okay. off. Yeah. So maybe go check that out because I know I think GameStop has it on the, a heavy sale as of this recording, and probably not anymore. But um, yeah, that's a game that I want to check out eventually too. But I just don't. I don't know if I'm like one hundred percent feeling it right now because yeah. I have other things I'm playing. But eventually, I might get to it. Uh, there's so stuff yeah, that takes priority over it. Oh yeah. But that is best action game and best action adventure game. Don't get me twisted. Uh, do you give a fuck about VR? We all know Resident Evil is going to win. Can't afford it. Don't have it. So, Well, Resident Evil 4 is going to win that. I heard it's fantastic. Um, how they're able to make that game seem new again and dip back into our pockets. Uh, all right, what it's do we got? It's the better Skyrim. So we have innovation and accessibility, which I don't know about any of the features these games have, so we'll move on. Yeah, um, I mean, with that, as far as that title goes, I the only game I ever played that felt really deserving of that for me was um, Last of Us Part Two. There was a lot okay. in there that you can fuck around with to make it more accessible. These games, I mean, I, I doubt Far Cry 6 is the most uh, accessible game for people with disabilities right now in the year 2021. Right. So, very, very uh, masturbatory uh, segment, or little uh, section there. The whole, the, whole, the whole show is masturbatory, but yeah, very that's much a good so. point. Very much so. Um, best community support, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Boo to Both, um, Final Fantasy fourteen Online. I hear people really like that. It's like when coming back play, hard. When people play that game, it's the only game they play, you know? Yeah, well, um, coming back for, hard. Fortnite, they've been knocking it out of the park with all the characters they added. Uh, Naruto, you know, you can see Rick Sanchez carrying Kakashi uh, off the safety. You know, so yeah, I, I want to cool see. Stuff. I want to see Naruto with a gun shooting Carnage. <laughs> gun no jutsu. I may be out of chakra Sasuke, but I'm not out of options. Um, and the last one, No Man's Sky. You know, we we stand a king. That's what yeah. I voted for. Go, yeah, I've got to go for No Man's Sky on that one. Uh, again, how many times can we say how impressive it is that they pulled that out of their ass after fumbling so hard? Once again, you can stop. Once again, I have to say, I have to say every time, you can stop. It's fine. Yeah, take a breath. Um, you... All right. So, what was the next? This is a uh, best mobile game. Do you have any interest? I have. I do not care. Genshin Impact is uh, nominated. Pokemon Unite is an evil game, and that's nominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, moving on. Okay. Swift, swiftly, <laughs> best indies. Indiana Jones done. <laughs> there we go. Bam. Yeah. All right. So this one's kind of fun. Um. So we have twelve minutes. Which can you even consider? that game to be an indie title i don't know what 12 minutes is actually so all right annapurna is like they're like an indie dev company but like again it's it's kind of like saying devolver's indie at this point yeah, actually like, devolver is on here too yeah very weird which yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to that because i have some things to say but mm. um so yeah so what the fuck so 12 minutes stars willem dafoe james mcavoy and daisy ridley uh, is that really an indie title at this point? It's like a point-and-click game where, like, you're in this 12-minute time loop. I guess. Okay, so here's the thing. I does, played it for five minutes, and it was dumb. Does does indie denote the budget they're working with or the size of the company, right? Here. For outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. So it's just non-traditional. But, but like... Kena Bridges uh, Spirits was like that's like a PlayStation exclusive, right? I don't know. Like they had a deal with Sony for that, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. They can still be in the right? At that point. I mean, I know, yeah, it's like a 
fucking P- uh, PS4 uh, here. Also, it's, anyway, to fill it's in... It's Epic Games! To fill in the time while... Oh, it's Epic Games? Yeah. What is? Dina? Akina, Bridge of, Sp- Bridge of Spies, yeah. Is that what Ember Lab is? Hold on, it's it's like a subsidiary or something. They partnered with Sony Interactive for a console exclusive deal. So is that is that even? I, I saw I saw the Epic Game Store come up, so I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on that, but right. yeah, they have like a deal with Sony to like further make the game. Like they've got a shit ton of Sony money to have it be exclusive. I don't. Is it still indie at that point? I don't think we know what indie is anymore, or maybe the industry doesn't know, know what indie is because also we mentioned Devolver earlier, like has a few hundred employees now. They are three games out of five on this list: Death's Door, Inscription, yeah. and Loop Hero. Yeah, Inscription. I actually really want to check out. That looks like a lot of fun. It's like a card game where you're playing with like these fucking. It's like an RPG card game with these monsters you're playing against. Um, Death Store looks dumb, but Loop Hero. I know I mentioned earlier before we started. It's coming to the Switch soon, and it looks great, and I can't wait. So um, that's one game I'm really looking forward to, actually. Wait a minute. Devolver is a publisher. How is that indie independent at all? Like they're also they also have like the most viewed when it when it comes to like E3 their uh, showcase is like the most viewed next to Sony PlayStation and Xbox I'm sorry Sony Microsoft and uh, 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 Nintendo Th- this is wild we we spent yeah. too much time on it but that's weird fuck the I don't fuck care the indie best category. indie yeah I'm I'm giving that to to Loop Hero because it looks good but, yeah Loop Hero looks good um best ongoing Call of Duty Warzone whoa Genshin Impact whoa Fortnite whoa Final Fantasy fourteen online Whoa. and Apex Legends. Whoa. I don't play any of these games. I voted for Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I voted for Fortnite also. Yeah, um, we're good at this. This is actually about the same quality as our first show, so I think that's really good. Yeah, the audio might have stepped up a bit. Yeah, we have <laughs> not. Hey guys, welcome to season two, baby. Still, still the same um, old motherfuckers. <laughs> And isn't that refreshing, though? You know, we didn't let the money change us. No, no, nothing. Literally, nothing's changed us. I, I've not changed at all. I only think I've gotten a new mm-hmm. tattoo since then. My hair is blonde. So there you go. That that that, that cracks it. All right. Uh, do you not? Do you want to do games for Impact? Genshin Impact? Fuck it. Nope. No, I have no. I don't care about any of these games. And it's gonna go to Life is Strange because people love that series, even though it does not look good. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of died after the first one for me. I don't know why they kept doing You're, it. It was a very unique idea. Yeah. And then they continued it. If you want the most out of that series, uh, watch Adam Plays. Uh, uh, Adam from Your Movie Sucks does video games every now and again. And uh, him running through these games is some of the funniest shit. And you just see really how terrible they actually are. Um, so that's fun. Uh, games for Impact. Can't and, wait. And now, Adam, the ball's in your court to shout ass out. Yeah, there you go. I'm we we gave you a bit. You you got the casuals bump, as they say. My mom's gonna watch one of your videos yeah. now. So he's gonna he's gonna lose subscribers and wonder why, and then figure <laughs> out that we we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Best performance. Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm very excited because I know who's gonna win. Um. Because of the golden joysticks. Because right? of, because of the golden joysticks. But yeah, we have um the Life is Strange actor. We have uh homeboy from Breaking Matt, Bad. Come on. Come on, you could say the names. It's it's Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange. There you go. Okay, maybe I can't say the names. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo. Who's a great from actor, but like again, you get like you get traditional actors in this category. Mm. It's fucking weird, you know. Um, Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Death Loop. 
I, his voice acting sounded great in it. I didn't play it, but it sounded great. Oh, no, he, he did a great um, job. Everyone from Deathloop did a great no. job. Yeah. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu, winner of the Golden Joystick Award for it. So Yes. And, oh, uh, the other uh, Deathloop actress, uh, Ozioma uh, Akaga as Juliana Blake. Cool. There so. we go. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to go to Maggie. Um, she yeah. really gave a great performance. She's also very... Um, uh, she's very interactive with the fan base and like I just I don't know I she definitely feels like the favorite for me uh if it helps if Juan Carlo Esposito wins I'll be very disappointed because he's in the game for like 20 minutes and it's again you're getting a celebrity for a video game just to sell copies yeah it's such horseshit you hate to see it because yeah. they come in they'll sweep the category because they're more famous and you know yeah, yeah, it's not yeah cool. I, I would rather literally that, anybody but him win, even though I still like him as an actor. I just don't want him to win for this. Exactly. Yeah, give it give it to any of the Deathloop actor, uh, actors. They were great. So next we have best audio design. So speaking of uh, sound, yeah, that's a good – I'm good at segues, boy. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of, speaking of sound, best audio design. So we have Deathloop uh, for – I almost said Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5. Okay. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. And like you said, Resident Evil Village's sound design adds a lot to the game. So I feel like that's up there for me. That's why I voted for it personally. Yeah, I voted for Resident Evil. Um, I played that with headphones the whole time. Uh, and just Capcom knows mm-hmm. how to make a nice little immersive experience with their horror games, especially Resident Evil. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Resident Evil for that. Though I still do really want to play Returnal, and I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Forza Horizon 5 in general. A lot of people say that that's a good one for even people that don't like racing games because there's a lot of RPG okay. shit in there, uh, big open world kind of crap. So uh, maybe that's a fun one that could possibly win, but I haven't played it, so I can't say. Resident Evil 8 is my pick. That's fair. Uh, best score in music. The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2020, tw- Cyberpunk, <laughs> Deathloop. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a near replicant version one two two four seven four four eight one three nine. Good, you got it. I missed the seven in there. Oh well. This is this is weird because I like the sounds of Deathloop. Uh from a lot of the gameplay I've seen. It's got a very James Bondy, very energetic soundtrack, which I think's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. From what I played, I actually really enjoyed the soundtrack, and there's a lot of original music for that, uh, like from Run the Jewels, that I really enjoyed. Um, okay. But now that's the thing, though. We're talking about score and music, so it's kind of funky. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a lot of... Um, Classic rock. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. of like actual songs in there, uh, licensed music that they got for it. But I've heard a lot of great things about Near Replicant's uh, soundtrack as well. Just its score is is great. Um, I've heard some of it. Billy, uh, our friend Billy, I know is a big fan. So actually, I gave my vote for Near because I kind of want to see the little guy win. Um, even though it's like a it's a remaster or whatever. It's also Square Enix. It's a, it's a niche title, is what I'm saying. You know, it's not Final okay. Fantasy. It's not a big AAA action game. It's yeah debatable but fair enough i also gave it to near whatever so <laughs> next next we have best art direction which is the artful escape Deathloop, kina bridge of spirits psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart kina bridge of spirits looks boring as hell rift apart looks like a lot of fun jumping but, in and out of those different worlds um but but it's about art direction yeah well i mean but still yeah jumping in and out of those worlds through those rifts i i think that looks great 
Okay, fair enough. Deathloop has a great, uh, again, nice, like, spy James Bondy vibe to it. Um, very gonzo as far as a lot of the villains look, so that's a lot of fun. Psychonauts 2, never really got into the series. Not a big fan of the art style, personally. Artful Escape looks bad. Okay. Okay. All right. That's so, where we land. Yeah, that's about so, it. So, best narrative. We have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I would say I would say It Takes Two. It would take It Takes Two yeah. would take it for me. I'm going with It Takes Two. Again, I just kind of want to see it win a bunch of shit. Guardians, you know, it's a big triple A kind of action experience. So it's kind of what you get with any of those games. It doesn't seem like it's anything too unique. Um Yeah. And uh, without having played Deathloop, uh I don't wanna judge that game before uh in this in this story way before playing it because it just the way it branches around, I kinda wanna experience that for myself before I come to any conclusions. But I hear that it takes two does have a great uh story that comes along with that gameplay. And works well with mm-hmm. it, so let's let's go for that underdog. <laughs> so best game direction, we're almost we're almost to the end here. We got this. Uh, best game direction is Deathloop. It takes two. Returnal, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart. Uh, it takes two. I you, you start seeing the same games like yeah. in every category at some point. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, it takes it takes two. Really want to see it win something. Yep. I think it deserves it. So and again, just and now, well, real quick with best game direction, you yeah. have a game like It Takes Two where you're going through the whole game in a multiplayer sense, and to make that effective and entertaining and follow a good story all at the same time is difficult. So it's something again that this uh, that this team has worked on for a bit with their mm-hmm. previous game. So I'm I I really do think that'd be nice for them to get, but I don't know. Returnal looks like a lot of fun when when it comes to those time loops and how it does that same thing with uh, with uh, Death Loop. So. I can see either could, of those three getting it. I could take it. Plus, Returnal finally added the ability the ability to save, so that's yes. really cool. Yes. Yeah, kind of imperative, you know. I know. All right, well, let's um, let's finish this off. We all know what, what I'm going to say to this last one here. What's game of the year, Kenny? So, game of the year is Deathloop. It takes two. Metroid Dread, which we haven't seen in a lot of categories. No. Uh, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I what what is the one that you're gonna choose? Is Metroid it takes Dread two again? Metroid Dread. Okay. I know. I, I that's mentioned fair. that's fair. That that's one that I forgot about uh, earlier in the episode when I said uh, the games I've been playing since Metroid Dread was mm-hmm. one that I got on release. I beat the hell out of it. I love it to death. Had a fantastic time. Um, so if you want to play a, a great power trip kind of game, uh, definitely check out Metroid Dread. I had a fantastic time with it. It's definitely my game of the year. It's it's return of the Samus, you know. Yeah, he's it's back. It's about time to see her back. Yeah. <laughs> yep, John Metroid. There you go. But yeah, no, Metroid Dread's uh, top, and then close behind is Resident Evil Eight because I love that game as well. This is fair. Metroid Dread would take it for me. I didn't really play many of these games. I did play a bit of It Takes Two, but I think ultimately Metroid Dread is more deserving. Plus, it'll tell Nintendo like, hey, people want more yes. Samus. Yeah. Come on. Not it's not so much the fact that Nintendo's being given an award, uh, more so the fact that it's being given an award for a game that they might not have believed in that is doing a lot better than expected that people want. So, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. it's it's good to send a message. But you know, twenty twenty one was kind of a a weak year for games in general. Uh, just because I feel like that too. A, a lot a mm-hmm. lot of things were pushed, a lot of things were delayed, a lot of things were canceled. So it was a very light year. I feel like next year is going to be a lot more 
next year is going to be closer to what 2020 was for video games, I think, mm -hmm. as far as getting really powerful uh, releases. I mean, come on, last year, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Hades, like, we had so many great fucking titles last year. I'm pretty sure Devil May Cry. Resident Evil 3. It might have been 2019, but it was. I'm pretty sure it was 2020. Yeah, Resident Evil 3. Devil no, May it was 2019. Doom Eternal. No, it was 2019. Animal Crossing last year. That's what I was playing. Oh, so many great games in 2020 that, like, this year we see the, these nominations and it's like, what the fuck? Like, haven't played half of them. So something yeah. tells me 2022 is going to be a better year uh, when it comes to these nominees uh, because there will actually be a lot of games out that can give people a run for their money. I mean, look at fucking Elden Ring's coming out. You have all these other titles Elden Ring. that look fantastic. Uh -huh. uh, God of War. It's going to be tight. So we'll get into that next time, though. We're going to talk about uh, next episode. We're going to discuss some wish list shit for 2022 and uh, a couple predictions there. But... I mean, shit, that's pretty much all I got for this episode, Kenny. Is there anything you wanted to mention before we fuck off forever? Uh, yeah, for another uh, half a year. Yeah, um, exactly. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. I missed you. I missed um, oh. the audience and all that. Um, Matt, are, are, is there anything you're working on that you want to plug, or has it pretty much just been work the no, whole time? I, I'm not actually doing anything crazy right now that I want to plug. I'm not working at the tattoo shop anymore mm. or uh, piercing anymore. Mm. Still love them to death. Actually, I'm going in tomorrow for a shift because uh, they're short-staffed, but... um. Yeah, so I'm not uh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm more so just focusing on film shit and like trying to actually do more in my industry. Uh, so there's nothing I really want to mm -hmm. plug. But um, thank you, thank you guys for being patient with us. If you're still listening out there, I really appreciate the listens. Tell a friend. I know we don't really advertise this show that much. It's something we do for fun. So if you like it, and you want to tell a friend, go for it. I will not stop you. That's about it. I will. Yeah, Kenny will though. I'll tackle you. <laughs> um, that's, that's I, yeah, I'm good. Too. I've been doing a few like RPG tabletop RPG podcast projects, but they're still in the works. Um, and you know, I think as a note to end on, um, fuck Bobby Kotick. Don't buy Activision products. Yeah, stay away from them. Uh, Activision Blizzard. Let's uh, let them know we don't support the awful things they do by not buying their products. Go, go buy Metroid Dread.